3: Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hempresent. Our radio resident hemposapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
4: Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD and THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of Prohibition, one interview at a time, and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against Prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its twenty-seventh year founded Hemp Fest. Org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle HempFest from AHA Publishing, also found at HempFest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is model media personality and activist Damsel Dank, who will join me in about a minute. I love the global cannabis culture, the cannabis community. I've been a stoner my entire adult life, and then some, and to me, the pop culture is my culture. I've been across the United States, to Mexico, Canada, and to Europe, and wherever I've traveled, there has been a cannabis community, some more clandestine than others, but we are simply everywhere. I have found my fellow members of the cannabis community, by and large, to be kind, decent, open-minded, and non-violent. It's not that we don't have our boneheads, because we've got plenty of them, but those of us with first-hand experience, Pretty much all agree that the herb, the ganja, the dankness, the kine bud leaves most people peaceful, introspective, and tolerant. We also know that cannabis can greatly enable the body to defend against disease, depression, pain, and insomnia. But what happens when cannabis that we're smoking or that we're looking for, that we're enjoying, what happens when we're looking to cannabis for its soothing, healing effects, but it does just the opposite? Are there situations where cannabis can be the source of our illness and suffering? We've heard about cannabinoid hyperemesis, the cyclical vomiting syndrome in adults. We've also heard about cannabis being a major natural remediator of dangerous toxic toxic heavy metals and even radiation from the ground and the environment. Can these elements end up in the products we consume? My guest today might have some thoughts on this and other things cannabis. Damsel Dank is a professional model and cannabis activist. She built a strong personal brand and gained a large social media presence through her love of cannabis, even piloting her own educational and lifestyle webisode series, Dude, It's Damsel. Hoping to turn her passion into a career, Damsel landed her dream job of running a medical dispensary in Colorado Springs. At the end of her first year in Colorado, Damsel started experiencing signs of a severe unknown illness. Damsel now lives in the Midwest and advocates for proper cannabis testing. She recently started a podcast with her best friend called Water Into Winos. The first few episodes are set to release in weeks. And not only does Damsel have 55,000 followers on Facebook and 28,000 on Twitter, but she is here with me today. Welcome, Damsel, to Cannabis Radio. Thanks,
2: Vivian. I'm so happy to be here.
4: It's all my pleasure. So you are and have been what you describe as an alt-model, what does an alternative model describe, and how has that work involved your cannabis advocacy?
2: Well, I guess an alternative model is really a model that you wouldn't see on the runway. You wouldn't see them in major fashion magazines. They're not tiny, skinny, tall Um they're more the girls that you'd see in tattoo magazines and high times and for more alternative brands and brands that aren't necessarily looking for a certain size or type or height of model. Um, well, as, far as Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just say, oh, saying, it's like
4: a suicide girls type uh, direction?
2: Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, You know, definitely, I would say Miss High Times, um, Suicide Girls, Tattoo Magazines, just those type of girls that aren't uh, your average cookie cutter models.
4: You ran a medical dispensary in Colorado Springs that led you and your husband to relocate to Colorado where you both worked in the industry for a year. What was that year like? What did you learn about the industry?
2: Uh, Well, I unfortunately had kind of a negative experience in the cannabis industry. Before I moved out there, I really felt like I was someone who was set up to succeed in the industry. I had spent years uh, modeling. I had done my webisode series before I ran out of money. Uh, I had done a lot of brand promotion with different cannabis companies. So I really felt like I was set up for success. Unfortunately, the company that hired me that I got involved with Uh, As I found out, which is the case with some people in a lot of legal states, is they're really former criminals that now wear a badge and can do things legally. So they were really more of a place that put um, profit over patients and things like that. So I had to deal with a lot of negative things um, like embezzlement and trying to make sure the bills were paid when money was disappearing from the safe. Um, and kind of It kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, uh, but I also know people and people that worked for me that stayed in Colorado, ended up working for different dispensaries that had great experiences, so there's definitely companies out there that are doing it right, that are growing their cannabis safely, that care about their patients, that care about the products they're putting on the shelf. I just unfortunately um, got wrapped up in the wrong dispensary, so...
4: And that can certainly happen. And, of course, that could happen in, in any industry, right? Absolutely. Even though we know that the the cannabis industry is very unique. Um, at the end of your first year in Colorado, you started exhibiting signs of a severe unknown illness. What, what were your symptoms?
2: Um, so it started one night just after I had got done smoking, um, I noticed that my muscles were twitching really, really bad, and I started getting this severe abdominal pain. Um, So I'm a Pisces, so I find a lot of comfort in water. So I hopped in the bath, which is what I usually do when I'm not feeling well. And then after that, I just kind of went to bed. And as I laid in bed, it really the best way I could describe it is it felt like I could feel my internal organs working. Like I could feel my body digesting things. I had a lot of pain. It felt like I could feel everything going on inside of me. The next day I woke up, I was still feeling terrible. I tried to smoke some cannabis that just ended up making it worse. I ended up back in the bathtub Um, and then I just was going through this cycle where I'd have severe abdominal pain. I'd be super tired, really weak. I would try to smoke to make myself feel better. I would end up feeling worse. I would end up back in the bathtub. It ended up getting so bad that I had to quit my job because I just couldn't make it to work. And I, at first I thought it might have been parasites because I really felt so weak. And I was like this, all this abdominal pain and what I'm feeling, I must have some sort of parasite, um, but then, eventually, you know, I found out that wasn't the case, and I actually had a pretty severe case of arsenic poisoning.
4: You flew across the country to see a specialist who diagnosed you with arsenic poisoning, uh, which eventually you attributed to poorly flushed cannabis. How did you come to that mm-hmm. conclusion, and why would arsenic be in cannabis?
2: So. The dispensary that I was working for, which I actually didn't find this out until later, I mean, they had had some problems with mold and things, and I had, um, without permission, just accidentally dropped a bunch of jars of cannabis, so I'd have to waste it because I wasn't comfortable putting um, the mold-covered cannabis on the shelves. And, you know, really was put in the situation where I had my employer telling me to do one thing, and I really felt like for the best interest of the patients, I had to do another thing. So I knew that the grow had some stuff going on in it, uh, but unfortunately, I didn't work in the grow, so I wasn't able to monitor the cannabis that was coming out of there or what they were doing. So there is a, um, a pesticide that is prohibited in Colorado that when combusted does turn into arsenic. So that's one way that that can happen. Um, Another way is that the dispensary, the grow that I was working for, they were using a bunch of heavy metal rich nutrients on the plants. And then they were also reusing the dehumidifier water to water the plants. So they were taking this water, which was essentially gray water, which had and sucked out of all the plants to the dehumidifier, run through these metal coils, ended up in this basin where it's this dirty gray water, and then to save money, they were putting that back on the plants. And of course, uh, it was
4: concentrated, that, right? Everything was concentrated. Absolutely, in that yeah, everything
2: concentrated, and then they weren't flushing it properly because they wanted to rush it to the shelves. So there was just a lot of um, corners that were being cut, you know, cheap decisions that were being made that really. Um, was at the expense of the patient. And I had uh, one of my employees was also experiencing some health issues And another one of our patients was experiencing severe health issues and he actually thought he might have leukemia. Uh, One of the symptoms that he had was his red blood cells were forming in the surface of his skin and causing like red blotches. And so um, he had been seeing different specialists and trying to figure out what was wrong. I had been to the emergency room and to urgent care without insurance. So I have thousands of dollars in medical bills piling up. Nobody can figure out what's wrong with me. Uh, and it finally got to the point where I had gotten so bad and so defeated, and, you know, my my gut health was just way out of whack, and one of the things that a lot of people may not know is that uh, most of your, like, dopamine and serotonin comes from your gut. So if you are having gastrointestinal issues or abdominal pain, cyclic vomiting, things like that, you are at the risk of becoming severely depressed because you're not getting any of those chemicals that you need to feel good. Um so and then on top of that, every time I was smoking cannabis, which I usually use for depressant depression, I was feeling worse. So um it finally got to the end of the road where I, you know, explained to my husband how to cash in on my health insurance because I really or I'm sorry, my life insurance because I really, really thought Um, that I was dying, like my internal organs were just shutting down on me, you know, towards the end, I could barely walk up and down the stairs, I was so weak. Um, And that was the point where he called my sister and uh, was just like, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. You know, I, I'm not just going to sit here and watch my 28 year old wife die. Um, You know, and that's when my sister was like, I'm gonna book her a plane ticket. We're gonna get her back here, and she's gonna see my doctor, who was a doctor that had diagnosed my sister and her family when they had parasites. So we were thinking on the fact that it was probably a, parasites. That, did
4: you go to a naturopath or an MD?
2: I went. He's an MD and a naturopath, so he's there actually um, a, a doctor and a chiropractor and a nutrition response tester and a nutritionist. So.
4: We have about a minute uh, till the break, so uh, quickly, after two years of treatment, you finally made a full recovery. What did the treatment consist of? Was it a chelation process or something else?
2: Um, well, after had diagnosed me, I got started on a regular regimen of supplements. So the supplements at first were to flush all the arsenic out of my system. Um, my kidneys and my liver were in really bad shape, so I also needed something to scrub my organs of any of the arsenic that was kind of stored in there. Did, was was um,
4: DMSA, so, was, just out of curiosity, Damsel, was DMSA <laughs> one of those? Do you
2: know? Um. Oh, my gosh. I went on sure so to call. many That's okay. different… That's all right. Go ahead. Uh, supplements, but I was on like 15 to 20 different medications a day, um, and so, you know, at first I would see my doctor every week, then I would see him every two weeks, and then every three weeks, and then it was every month, and then, you know, we just kind of got to push it out to two months, three months, um, and then towards the end, I was seeing him every 90 days, so.
4: My guest is Damsel Dank, and we are going to take that first pause for the cause because it's flaws and loves like we do in the first segment of Him Present. Hear a word from our sponsored advertisers and come back with our second segment.
3: Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose.
4: The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
5: At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals. We are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at alternativevibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. alternativevibes.com.
1: In as little as four weeks, bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four week build excludes high production systems.
3: Strainwise Consulting is the most sought after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world Wise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. We're back to Hemp Present only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp,
4: Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio with Damsel Dank. So Damsel, you told me that your sister hooked you up with a MD naturopath, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think, how, how how important do you think it is that you went to a somebody that that, that also had naturopathic training to figure out what was wrong with you? Are, are you confident that we, if you went to an MD? Uh, well, you did go to an MD, right?
2: Yeah, I went to the emergency room and to urgent care, um, and, and the emergency room sent me home with nothing. Uh, urgent care sent me home with some antibiotics because I thought it might be a gastrointestinal infection. Which will I make still... the problem worse. Right. Yeah, I still wasn't getting better. Um, and if your got problem, to if your, where, if, I'm sorry,
4: to, but if your problem is no. is affected to gut biome and yeah. and and stuff, then the antibiotics are actually going to make the problem worse.
2: Right. Yeah. And you know, when you you know, I personally have used cannabis every day for 10 years. So when I am feeling terrible, I use cannabis to feel better. And so I was going through this cycle where I was smoking it to feel better, and then it was making me feel worse. And then as soon as I kind of put those two together, we're like, wow, every time I try to medicate, I actually feel worse, and I end up in the bathtub. I mean, I was in the bathtub like three to five times a day just trying to like, you know, which, of course, is the cannabinoid hyperemesis. Hyperemesis. Hyperemesis syndrome, yeah. So, of course, you know. hot showers seems to be the only thing that helps those people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, of course, you know, doctors are like, oh, well, maybe it's that. And it's, you know, so I started, I stopped smoking, which also took a big toll on my mental health because I went 40 days without it, which after having it every day for 10 years was another thing that just contributed to the depression. So it was a really um, dark time. But as soon as I found my results and the doctor was able to diagnose me right away, Um, and was like, you know, I've seen this before, it was, uh, you know, it's not parasites, and he was thinking maybe it was limes, or maybe it was heavy metal poisoning, determined it was heavy metal poisoning, and was like, we'll get you on something right away, and then as soon as I had my results, I was able to share that with other patients and other employees that were having problems. Their doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with them, and as soon as they went to their doctors, and they were like, I didn't want you to test me for heavy metals. All of them came back with arsenic poisoning as well. So, it was Did, kind of you, like, you, well, what's smoke? the common denominator here? Well, we were all smoking the same cannabis. So. Can
4: you smoke it? Can you smoke cannabis now?
2: I can. Yep. It took no a while, um, but I am able to. I just make sure, try to get it from the cleanest you know, organic source that I can, which is really what my doctor said, just like trust your source. And, you know, it's hard, especially in the Midwest. I mean, I'm having to go black market here. um, So that's, you know, kind of a struggle, but I just have to trust that like the people I'm getting it from they're you know, small home grows and things like that. And, you know, if I, if I run out and I, I can't see my trusted source, then I just have to go without, you know, or CBD is legal here. So sometimes I can just supplement with that and feel a little bit better. So.
4: And, of course, there could be arsenic in the CBD as well, <laughs> depending on yeah, yeah, it's how, really, it, it's how it's just, sourced and tested and stuff, right?
2: Yeah, and the most frustrating thing, too, is that, you know, up until this point that we know of, there's been no deaths attributed to cannabis before, and so... It's just something like this is all that the opposition needs to be like, oh, look, 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 look. It's actually not safe. It's actually not natural. Like, it's harming people. It's making people sick. I mean, you know, God forbid somebody actually did die of arsenic poisoning. They were able to find out that's where it came from. I mean, that would be all that the opposition would need to try to derail our entire, all the progress that we've made with cannabis. So that was the thing that angered me the most. Um, But I felt, you know, that I was able to get my story out. Of course, the dispensary that I worked for tried to discredit me. You know, a lot of people though, that had been sick were, could back up my claims um, because they were finding out they had arsenic poisoning too. But I felt like if this had to happen to someone that I was okay with it happening to me, because I had an audience that I could, you know, educate and and really get the word out. And as soon as I put my story out there, I mean, I got hundreds of messages from people being like, my brother's been sick and we couldn't figure out what it was. Or, you know, this has been happening to my girlfriend and we can't figure it out. So I felt like everything that I had gone through was really for a reason to help other people and to help other people that were potentially getting sick from something and they had no idea what the source was and then they could fix the problem or get treatment. So...
4: Uh, you are now an advocate for proper testing of retail cannabis. Do you suspect that there are other heavy metals, perhaps residual herbicides, pesticides, or molds contained in cannabis being sold, both in the white and black markets, contaminants that might also be making people sick without their knowledge?
2: Absolutely. I mean, especially powder mildew and mold. I mean, I feel like that runs rampant. And unfortunately, the pesticides that help curb that are the ones that also you know can be really make people really sick in another direction so I think um, it's challenging I think that especially in large scale grows in climates where you know it's not natural for a cannabis to grow that I feel like it's more difficult and you have to be much more regulated with it I know that there are dispensaries that you know make you suit up in in full on you know looks like uh, apocalypse type gear with, to before you enter their grow to make sure you're not bringing any mold or mildew in. Um, so I know that there are dispensers that are doing their best and that are doing it right, and I think that you know we just need to be testing for that stuff because in Colorado there was regulations for retail um, recreational testing for heavy metals and pesticides but there wasn't any on the medical side which seems kind of backwards because the people that need it medically are the ones that typically have um compromised immune systems as it is so i think that and i also think there are a lot of people out there um that are being diagnosed incorrectly and so i feel like that you know the um cannabinoid hyperemesis is something that it's just really easy to diagnose but possibly there's another thing that's going on possibly heavy metal poisoning possibly you know um, mildew or mold toxicity that's happening and it just is a really easy thing to diagnose without having to do more tests so I would say anybody that has been feeling ill and can't figure out why, and they think it might be from cannabis, just ask your doctor to test you for heavy metals because it's not something that they'll typically do unless you ask for it.
4: Damsel, if somebody uh, is experiencing neurological immune system or other related health systems, say uh, twitching or buzzing or paresthesia or gut problems or headaches, uh, all those kind of things uh, that they suspect could be from the cannabis that they're consuming? What do you think they should do? Uh,
2: well, first and foremost, I would stop consuming that cannabis um, because that is, if you think that could be the cause, then you'll want to cut that out and make sure that you're not continuing to put that in your body because a lot of those things are like um, a cup where it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. As soon as it hits the top and it overflows, then you have the entire cup's worth to deal with. So definitely stop consuming um, if it's something that you think is definitely attributed to the cannabis, you could contact the marijuana enforcement division or the Department of Public Health in your city. If you live in a legal state, um, there you could question the dispensary. Most dispensaries should be able to tell you what kind of nutrients they're using. Um, you know, definitely see your doctor. Ask to get tested for heavy metals. Uh, unfortunately, Colorado was a state where the cannabis testing facilities would not test anybody's personal stash. They would only test from a company. So um, we didn't really have the option there to take it in to get tested. Um, so, you know, I but definitely stop consuming that cannabis. See if you can find it from an organic home grow or as a source that you really trust.
4: so we got about a minute before the next break. Uh, so quickly, what can you tell us about your educational lifestyle webisode series, Dude, It's Damsel?
2: Um, well, it was really fun while it lasted. Um, you can find it at Um, but unfortunately, like anything, it, it, it costs money to pay a uh, you know, a video editor and to pay a production team and all of that stuff. And unfortunately, I just um, ran out of money. But it was really fun while it lasted, and maybe I'll get to, to do it again someday.
4: I am talking to Damsel Dank. We're going to take our second break. Hear word from our sponsors. Pay the bills. Come back with our final questions. Don't go anywhere.
3: Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back.
5: Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the first annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo August 24th to the 26th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for this brand new event sponsored by the radio podcast leader for all things cannabis cannabisradio.com be one of the first to register today at usccexpo.com that's usccexpo.com introducing blue moon cbd straight from the bluegrass of kentucky with our special nano emulsion process you'll not only get the best cbd available you'll get more of it Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD.
2: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Boomer vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way.
3: We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak.
4: We're back for, with our final questions for Damsel Dank. Damsel, I've never gotten into it on this show, but I, too, have been very ill for about four years with a very similar condition. I tested positive for a variety of dangerous heavy metals, some in the red zone, some radioactive. And I have had to postpone multiple interviews in the last few years. In fact, I had to postpone your interview a few weeks ago. Uh my condition has changed my life in ways that I never imagined. Uh, and cannabis is the absolute worst thing for it. Uh, and I'm very, I smoke pot for 40 years. Uh, and I'm very uh, stubborn. Uh, and I literally can smoke for about two weeks and then I've got to stop and I'm sick for weeks. Uh, and I'm in the process of taking chelation right now. I have 20 supplement bottles. I'm seeing a naturopath. Mm-hmm. Uh, the straight doctors could do nothing for me except take my money, and and I'm not doc knocking allopathic medicine. I'm just saying, for my mm-hmm. situation, they they were helpless. They had no concept. They even suggested I go to a, a naturopath. Uh, I have to say that the, my conditions changed my life in ways I never imagined. Uh, did getting ill change your life?
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it. We were forced to leave our jobs in Colorado and our wife and our friends there and move back to the Midwest to be near the only doctor that could help me. I mean, I had the same situation as you were, I mean, regular doctors, they just couldn't help me. They just couldn't tell me what was wrong and I didn't have health insurance, so I couldn't really just keep going and hoping for the best. so, yeah, we had to move. Uh, one of the things that the heavy metal poisoning did for me was it gave me severe food allergies because it had weakened my immune system. So I actually developed um, an allergy to corn and to gluten. And I'm also a vegetarian. So for about two years, I struggled to eat anything. I mean, it was really just fruit and vegetables and eggs and Nothing convenient. Everything has corn in it. It was every t- I couldn't put anything in my mouth without looking at the label. I, it was impossible to eat out. Um, I just actually recently I, my food allergies have gone away once I was completely healed. So that was like a blessing, definitely. But I mean, it changed everything. And on top of that, um, it really made me. Depend on my husband and really strengthened our partnership because he actually wrote like a really nice thing Um, once we had moved back here and I was a little more stable about, uh, he was so strong through the whole thing. He was working in Denver and commuting and doing all the grocery shopping and all of the house duties and taking care of our dog and taking care of me and doing everything. And it really wasn't until months later that he ever you know, told me what a struggle it was for him and how he had to drop me off at the airport and watch someone wheel me away in a wheelchair and just wasn't sure if he'd ever see me again. And so um, it really strengthened my relationship with my husband. I depended on my family a lot during my healing. So it made me realize that the people that were close to me really loved me and really cared about me and were willing to take care of me that um, it was definitely a struggle. And then, you know, just trying to live without cannabis for a while before I could tolerate it again was, was really hard.
4: I'm so glad that you are doing better, more <clears throat> more power to you. Damsel, found at com. thank you for being on Hemp Present. Hempy Trails. Thanks, Vivian. My pleasure. Now I want to get to a weekly feature Hemp Present on cannabisreader.com, and that's the quote of the week. And here it is. There's a stereotype, a hippie kind of mentality that leads people to assume that growers are using natural cultivation methods and growing organically. That's not necessarily the case at all. That is Andy LaFrete, founder of Charis Scientific, one of eight Colorado labs certified to test cannabis. That includes this is Dolmen Hemp present on cannabis radio. I want to thank Brasco, the Darking Bogs, and all the cannabis radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hemposapien on our journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song Take Back the Plants performed by Stickerbush is sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Freedom Fighter!